three, two. Hello and welcome to the preview, review, previewees nomination episode. Did I get all that right? There's like a longer time. Yeah, it's the annual preview, review, movie, trailer, podcast awards or something like that. It's like the Pumpas. The Pumpas? Previewee sounds better. No Pumpas. No, because it's movie, trailer, podcast, MTP. But Try also... putting those consonants together and getting a sound out of it. I dare you. Mm. Good, well done. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. I had to do it. You dare me. <laughs> I triple dog dare you. Did you see the new Christmas story? I haven't. Is it, it good? That's pretty good. I loved it. I've only seen the original. It very. It made me very teary. I, I haven't seen a Christmas story two. Christmas story two is bad, but Christmas story Christmas, which is the name of the new one, uh-huh. works very well as like a double feature with the original. What about film. my summer story? I don't think I saw that. That's the original sequel to A Christmas oh, Story. Oh, gross. Like, from, like, the 90s. Well, there's also A Christmas Story 2 from, Yeah, like but the, that's, like, from the oh, 2012. Okay, yeah, that's right. The okay. 2012s. It came out in 2012. Well, like, I, I admire it because, obviously, Christmas Story Christmas isn't, like, inspired by, you know, like, the original Christmas story is inspired by, like, the writings and the radio show of, like, the original mm-hmm. dude or whatever, yeah, Shepard yeah, yeah. whatever. And the writing for Christmas Story Christmas is, like, very much an homage to that type of writing. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, it's not from anything that he's done. So, I like that they kept, like, the tone and the voice feels very, like, similar. Which nice. is nice. It doesn't feel like just, we're going to tell a random story with these characters that are from this movie to make money. You know, it's, like, very much trying to be, like, a tribute to that style. Yeah. Well, uh, this tangent has reminded me we didn't put on our outline Ryan's review roundup. Oh, that's right. So, uh, I guess we could pivot into that. Or do you want to do opening question first? Let's go ahead and just jump right into Ryan's UV Roundup. Cool, cool. It's the first time we're going to hear this theme song of 2023. Ryan's Review Roundup. How very oh, exciting. I forgot. Welcome to our first episode of the new year. And this is our annual episode where we go through and we'll be drawing for the nominations of... Uh, our previewees, which are our annual movie awards, recognizing all the best performances and films um, of 2022, of the last year. According to us. Yes, just and, the two of us. Oh, we forgot. We also are Ryan Toon and Tyler Ellison, and this is... Wow, we really reviews. just jumped... I jumped headfirst <laughs> into Christmas Story talk just because I said the word dare, and then I forgot everything else that we're supposed to do in the opening of this podcast. So I'm just grateful to have a co-host like you that can uh, keep me, you know... Hey. My we head all, above water here. We all get a little... Uh, I was gonna get there. It's just I was having fun talking about Christmas Story, I yeah. think. And just I mean, that did... was Tyler's review roundup of a movie we didn't preview review. I yeah, of no consequence. And it's January, so you can't even watch it for 11 more months. Well, I mean, you could, but who watches a who Christmas does that? movie in February? No one. No Weirdo. one. That's why I missed Violent Night, and I won't get Ooh, to it. It's fun. I, I, I want to watch it. I just didn't make it. I talked about that in the last review roundup. We're in this review roundup. And I saw all four of the movies we talked about last month. I saw Mathrigan, I saw Avatar The saw Way that. of Water, oh, I, saw that. I saw Babylon, Didn't see that. and I saw Puss in Boots The Last Didn't Witch. See that. And they're all, well, to varying degrees of good. <laughs> I would say Babylon is like, I wouldn't recommend Babylon. Just give us your initial ranking of the films. Um, Avatar, Puss in Boots, Mathrigan, Babylon. Okay. okay, that's what I thought you were going to say. Um, Avatar The Way of Water... Cameron brought us back. I didn't understand the Avatar Blues the first time. People were, like, so depressed that they couldn't be part of Pandora and, like, wanting to, like, almost end their lives because it was a made-up fantasy land. And I didn't understand those people in 2009. And I'm not saying I'm suicidal or I have the Avatar Blues, but I get it in 2023. I get why you could feel that way. This movie transports you into the world of Pandora and you just love being with these characters and in this world and the story it tells i really liked the things they did with the new characters and the returning characters and the returning actors playing new characters um what do you think tyler i loved it a visual feast a cultural phenomenon and like one of the best third acts of any movie and it starts like an hour before the movie ends and it's just like full throttle oh. for the rest of the well, movie that's like all it's Cameron's so movies, fucking though. good like if you look at james cameron's filmography it's like set up for like the first two acts and then the third act is like all pay stop yeah it's really fucking good and i really think like not only did this serve as a great fulfillment of like moving from the first Avatar movie to, like, a decade later now, this installation. But it also felt like a really good 
culmination of a lot of James Cameron's mm-hmm. filmmaking as a whole. Like, not just Avatar, but also, like, Titanic. homage to Titanic and other, like, things that he's released. Um, the Abyss. And so I just think, yeah, it was wonderful. I don't know how I feel that we're getting three more movies and he's like, this is only the start of the world building. We're going to keep growing it. And I'm like, at a certain point, I want like, I want more of the world, but I also want resolution of the story. Like if every remaining Avatar movie is just the way of water, but like we go to a different group of people and then something happens, then I'm going to be like, okay, you're just kind of moving, like you're doing like an episodic thing. And I want to know what the big culmination is. But he says he's got one planned. He's like, this is all the setup I want to do to tell like, for the story that I actually want to tell and execute. Which I'm assuming is, like, for the future of, like, the whole planet of Pandora. I don't fucking know. But it's going to be... If this was the, just the payoff for Installation 2, I can't wait to see, like, what he's well, got planned. I think it, I read in somewhere that, like, he's pl- like part of Avatar 4, like, a significant part of it will take place on Earth. Oh, interesting. So it's interdimensional. Bringing the battle home. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, Tyler, speaking of uh, cultural phenomenons, I also saw Mithrigan. That's right. And this movie is, I mean, it's selling itself as a horror comedy and it leans more into the comedy than it does into the horror, in my opinion. But it totally kills it when it comes to that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Good one, huh? Nice pun. But yeah. No, uh, I really had fun with this movie. It knows exactly what it is. It is a nice short run time, and it gets you in, gives you a couple laughs, maybe a little spooky, but just the right amount of spooky where it doesn't like throw you off. You're still ready to laugh like in the next 10 minutes, and you're excited to see Mithrigan slaughter some people's heads off, but then you're excited to see like people fight back against Mithrigan at the end. And yeah, I don't know what else you could ask for from a movie like this. Yeah, it's like a perfect January movie that doesn't feel like total shit. Like, it's got, I think, a pretty solid screenplay, a pretty solid story there. Good performances. I'm, like, very impressed by the whole team of both, like, performers and also, of course, like, visual effects artists that, like, created Mithrigan because, I mean, she doesn't look exactly like a real girl because that would defeat the purpose, but she looks just like what a fucking terrifying android embodiment of a real girl would look like and, and they, it's, they do it very well they can lean into the uncali valley because it like works with yeah, it works the for the unsettling yeah exactly mm-hmm. and then it's also like so memeable oh yeah where her head's all like her hair's all disheveled looking over the fence i'm like i'm gonna see this meme on twitter forever i love it of like me getting up at 3 a.m <laughs> or whatever <laughs> um yeah great time mithrigan rules Exactly. 2023, the year of Mithrigan. That's right. We'll see. Uh, I also saw Babylon. This is Damien Chazelle's three-hour-long epic homage to uh, all things like 1920s to 1960s Hollywood. It spans a long period of time. Oh, interesting. Um, And I think there's a good hour and 45-minute movie in there somewhere, but it's stuck in a three-hour movie. Uh, There's a lot that you can cut. There's a lot... Like Part of the movie is like... The, about the abundance of excess and like the seediness of like Hollywood deals and like how it's corrupting and things like that. But I feel like you can get that message across in a much shorter runtime, and I think it would make your message a little more powerful. Uh, that's just my opinion, but I do think uh, the performances are great. Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt are uh, stars for a reason, and they show you why they are like as big as they are in this film. And I actually really like the ending of this film. Uh, Funnily enough, I mean, minor spoilers for Babylon, but this is uh, also a movie that features Navi. I heard that you see the Avatar people in the movie. Yes. In the closing homage. Yes. Or montage. <laughs> so, uh, but out of the two movies that feature Navi, I'd say go see The Way of Water. Uh, and lastly, I saw Puss in Boots, The Last Witch. Wish. Uh, the Last Witch? No, there's there's not... I don't think there's a witch in this movie. Oh. Uh, even though it does have to do with, like, magic and fairy tales. I'm surprised there's not a witch. Um, no, no witch, uh, but it does have a lot of fairy tale creatures and it is a lot of fun. It's honestly a top tier DreamWorks film. Uh, you go in and it has like Spider-Verse styled animation where the frame rate, like it plays with it to make it more, like the action is more pronounced, but then, uh, it also like has softer tones to make it feel more like, uh, you're just looking into an illustration of a fairy tale book while still like giving you like the heart and the like fun story t- fairy tale references that you've come to expect from like Shrek and Shrek 2 but honestly it might have like a deeper like thematic message than some of those movies because a major theme of this movie is like 
coming to terms with your own mortality and like how that can cause you to be anxious and like basically depressed and puss has to go through that journey because he's on his last life and basically the whole plot of the movie is he's trying to get all his lives back while he's running from the literal embodiment of death which is honestly one of the scariest villains i think we've seen in a children's movie in the past 10 years so if you haven't seen puss in boots the last wish uh it's still at theaters i'd say go get your ticket now uh i'm pretty sure you've already seen avatar but if you haven't you could see that too maybe double feature it that'd be a Ooh, fun, day be fun. yeah two sequels back to back amazing but yeah thank, thank you ryan yeah of course anytime i appreciate you and all of your research i see you i see you um all right our opening question before we jump into getting all of our nominations solidified for this year's previewees is looking ahead 2023 we're officially here some of these movies have come out already this year and we've already gotten a chance to see a few but there are definitely some highly anticipated films slated for this year and more that we probably will love that we don't even know about yet exactly like i had no clue uh, I was gonna love Marcel the Shell with shoes on this time. I didn't last even year. know that was coming out this time exactly, last year. Exactly right. Um, but for now, at this point in time, Ryan, what are a few of your most highly anticipated movies that are slated to be released this year? Well, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it because they keep getting delayed <laughs> until it fucking comes out. But I'm really hyped for Mission Impossible Seven. Dude, it has a title now: Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part, Part One. one. So I'm hyped for that. Uh, it's the latest in the franchise of Will Tom Cruise kill himself for my entertainment, and I'm gonna watch every single time. Oh my gosh! The what? What did they play? What movie did they play? The like the IMAX yeah, sequence. The IMAX like preview. Just, like, jumping off. It's a all behind the scenes footage of him literally riding a motorcycle off of a giant ramp on a cliff to like into a base jump uh-huh. parachute. And then Crazy. he finishes it, and he comes back and he goes, "I, can I think I can hold on to the bike a little longer. Let's go again." Mad bonkers, but no, I think this is the best like action franchise we have coming out of Hollywood these days. Uh, every movie seems to top itself, and I'm just there to see like this perfect symbiosis of actor and director with Christopher McQuarrie and uh, Tom Cruise creating these incredibly fun thrill rides. Uh, nice. Anything else on your list? Yeah, another one that hasn't come out yet that I said before. It's coming. It's still coming. Uh, Spider Man. Across the Spider-Verse, it used to have a different title, but now it has this title. And, I mean, more Spider-Verse fun. Spider-Man's my favorite. He's probably my favorite, like, character of all time. I mean, it's a different character. It's not Peter Parker, it's Miles Morales. But I still love that universe. I still love uh, the themes and, like, the journeys these characters go through. And, of course, uh, 2018 Spider-Verse was one of the best animated films ever. So, of course, I'm excited for the follow-up. Nice, nice. Spider-Verse is definitely on my list as well. I have a few different movies that I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if there's anything that I'm really like... I don't know. Like, I'm not saying any of these are like, oh, 2023 Best Picture winner. Oh, no, definitely not. But, like, I'm super hyped for Scream 6 because I fucking love that series. We've already gotten a teaser from them. And I think it's crazy to me that... This time last year, a new Scream movie was coming out, and then it's we're going to have another one in just a couple months mm-hmm. here. I mean, that's the turnaround um, they had for Scream 1 and 2, It's pretty right? great. Yeah, so I'm super excited for that one. Um, didn't even know this was happening so fast. Knew it was kind of in the works. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. I, like, teared up at the trailer. It's just hearing that score again, seeing Harrison Ford again. I know in his little interviews... He acts like he only cares about the money. No, he and, loves Indiana Jones. But and like you know, people are like, "Oh, they're just like trying to get this." He's just in it for the money because like he doesn't care about his franchise characters. But like, they're so special. Those movies are so special, and I'm so excited to have a new one. Especially because I didn't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know it's a super cold take, but it's not great. No, like, um, uh, Harrison Ford actually really loves Indiana. Jones. It's really the Star he Wars stuff he kind of shits on, but he loves yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, but you know, I feel like people apply his viewpoint to like that's the classic film twitter take like all these Mm -hmm. actors like they're tired of franchise shit like they want to do original stuff and i'm like i don't think harrison ford even wants to be an actor anymore he just wants to go on his helicopter exactly but if he's gonna do it he's gotta do indiana jones it's so good i i can't wait and then of course uh, like 
That's going to be John Williams' last movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. And talk about iconic. John Williams' score for Indiana Jones is just like one of the most easily recognizable and fantastic scores there's ever been. So um, yeah, super thrilled for that. I mean, of course, other stuff we've already gotten glimpses at, like Oppenheimer, Barbie, super stoked for just seeing what Gerwig and uh, Nolan have up their sleeves (laughs) for both of those. I love how those feel like they're like, is it because they released on the the same same day? day. Okay. I always just see the memes of like Oppenheimer versus Barbie. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty equally excited for both of them. Yeah. Like, I'm stoked. Um, so I feel like 2023 is going to be a good year yeah. for film. Um, and I I don't know if I was really that hyped for 2022, but looking back now, was this was a, a year. great year. And 20, I thought 2021 was like, oh, this is a really good year, like kicking off the post-COVID wave. And I think we're just in this like uptick, like great, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And other movies, uh, like we're seeing the like continuation possible culmination of like two great sci-fi sagas with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and Dune Part Two oh, coming totally. out this year. Oh my gosh! I totally even I thought I thought Dune Part Two might be twenty four. I didn't know they were trying to no, turn it around. So this Thanksgiving, hell yeah, I'm so stoked. I you know it's going to be an emotional payoff, and I'm excited to see both of those auteur filmmakers finish their visions. Definitely, definitely. And you know other things, smaller things like the Maggie's getting a sequel. Oh my gosh, I didn't see the first one, but Ooh, maybe you'll have to double feature. I don't feature. know if it's wa- worth it to watch it on the tiny screen. But <laughs> you gotta see it on the big screen. The Megalodon. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll do a, um, like, in theater Ooh. weekend, like, part one, part two. I'd do it. I don't know if I could do it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now it's time, Ryan. Let's jump into our nomination process. So, for those of you that may have not been listening to this podcast or heard our uh, previewees episodes in the past um we do things a little differently around here for our awards we're not like the other podcasts mostly because a like while yes we are trying to recognize like some of the performances and movies that we really loved and want to like you know give out some awards for things that we appreciated over the course of the last year of film we also are to this is a very um advanced commentary on kind of the ridiculousness of award season and just how easily it is for things to get snubbed or based on just like you know studio campaigns and things get swayed Mm -hmm. so easily and so in our best effort to represent both of those things both us trying to nominate things that we feel deserve the award and also somehow artificially replicate the existence of like a snub or a performance that like you know everyone wants to win but then doesn't actually get the nomination that kind of thing um what we do is Ryan and I each write our own separate five nominations for every category. And then we put those total of 10 nominations into a bucket and we only draw out five of them. And the five that we draw out are the nominees and that's it. So something that might have a lot of like recognition the front, runner. front runner might not get drawn in the bucket. It's not a nominee. So sorry. The only exceptions are of course, if there's a repeat, like in the, in the category, like we draw, like we each have put in the same nomination we want to have five separate nominees and this year because there's some like discrepancies between what category things may be nominated in we're also doing only like for that performances only one nomination per role yeah so what usually happens is the studio will put up a actor for like supporting actor or for lead actor uh but since we didn't have any studios coming to us and saying this is how we're like uh, submitting our nominations it's up to us we just decided and i said i think discretion this character did enough to become a lead actor, even though all the award shows are nominated them as supporting actor and vice versa. And so it just depends like if we, uh, like if we draw that performance for supporting, then even if we draw it again for a lead actor, we'll draw a new one out. Yeah. Whatever one gets pulled first is the one that sticks. Yeah. Because we don't want to have like, if someone's a shoe in for supporting, like how do we differentiate? Like, I think they were, our first pick for supporting actor, but our third pick for lead actor. Like, I don't feel like that makes sense. Yeah. So that's a f- little bit about our methodology. And of Anything course, else I missed? We haven't seen every film that's. Oh come yes, out this the year. natural disclaimer. There are lots of movies that are being nominated and things like that. That well, not lots. We there's a lot that Tyler and I have seen across the two of us. But there's big ones like The Whale or t- uh, Talking. I think is that what it's called? Leaving. Living. Living. That's it. With Bill Nye. Yeah. That we just haven't seen. Um, and. It's not possible for us to see every movie every year. All the Academy voters get, like, screeners, and they get DVDs sent to their house, and, like, of movies that are are probably really great, but only go to, like, a few theaters, like, and not until January. And so, it's like, unless somebody wants to send us screeners, we can't be expected to see everything. But we see a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
And um, there's also movies that like maybe you get a lot of awards buzz that maybe Tyler and I didn't like. So if your favorite's not there, sorry. sorry. This is just like our opinion, man. Exactly. Uh, I think I that's think, all the disclaimers. I think so I think we covered it all. Are you ready to get into the first? Category? And then the way that we'll do this, just a preview. <laughs> preview. This is just our process for getting uh, the five nominees in each category, and then in two episodes we will have our award ceremony. And out of the five nominees that we have in each category, Ryan and I each separately vote a ranked voting system, and then of course we have our accountant tabulate those results and select who was the winner in each of those categories. Yes, and. We will promise you that every nomination uh, that is received today, Tyler and I will make sure we watch every single uh, film that is nominated. Unlike uh, oh yeah, some we're Oscar actually voters. we actually watch every nomination. Oscar voters sometimes they just are like, eh. eh I heard a uh, Blanchett's got the buzz. Tick. Tick. <laughs> All right, I'll go get the nominees. <laughs> I feel like Jeff Probst. I will get the nominees. I'll tell you the votes. <laughs> okay, Ryan. The slips for the nominations for Best Supporting Actress are in this popcorn bucket. But there's no popcorn in there? No. I should have put popcorn mixed in with it. And it's and like, ooh. a little treat. Okay. I'm going to mix around the nominees, and I'm going to draw our... Are you going to draw all five, or are we going to go back and forth? I guess they're pre-nominees. The contenders. We can we can go back and forth if you want. Sure. Okay. I, I can't remember how we did it. The first nominee for Best Supporting Actress is Jesse Buckley, Women Talking. Ooh, nice. The second nominee for Best Supporting Actress in a motion picture, drama, or comedy. <laughs> Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Third nominee, Lashana Lynch, The Woman King. Nice. Two women movies. Women talking. I was like, there's three women. No, she's not in... They're all actresses. She's not in women... She's not in Women Panther. I mean, but the Black Panther's a woman in that movie. Woman Conda forever. Woman Conda forever. Ooh. Uh, Is this number four? Yeah, this is the fourth. Uh, Rachel Sinet? Sinoit? How do you say his name? Rachel Sinet. Sinet? For Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes, for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I've never known how to say her last name. That was the first time I tried... So she's like Sheev Palpatine, the Senate. <laughs> I am the Senate. And the fifth and final nominee in the category for Best Supporting Actress is a duplicate, Jesse Buckley for Women Talking. Get that out of here. We have to trash it. We have to find a new one. And it's going to be Stephanie Hsu for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yay. Thank fucking God. I was waiting for that one. Wow, good job. <laughs> we did it. I think the other ones. Well, we'll we'll talk about the slabs we'll later. Talk about that later. But yeah, I'm very happy with this list. Uh, I'll grab the next category. Tyler, take note of our nominees. All right, I'm back with the bucket full of the contenders for best supporting actor, and the first nominee, Ray Fiennes, The Menu. That's nice. He's spooky in that. He is spooky. It's it makes a good cheeseburger. Second nominee for Best Supporting Actor is Paul Dano. But not for the Fablemans. <gasps> it's for the Batman, his role as the Riddler. Ooh. The third actor recognized tonight. Kehe Kwan. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <sighs> Cheers. Woo. Nice. That was the studio audience. Yes. <laughs> not me. Not of me, course, of me. course. All right, our fourth nominee for Best Supporting Actor, Ethan Hawke in The Black Phone. Ooh, good, nice. Very spooky performance as well. And our last, is this the fifth one? That's the fifth and final. Is Mark Rylance in Bones and All. He was very good in that film. Oh, we forgot, Ryan, our golf clap for all the nominees. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. And for the women, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also Yay, get applause. Women. All right. I'm going to go get the next category. Do it. All right. <laughs> Here are the nominees for Best Lead Actor. Our first nomination. Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Ooh, very fun performance. The next nomination. Austin Butler, Elvis. 
That's an actual awards contender. Yeah, we're at, <laughs> we have an air of legitimacy here. Our third nominee. Oh, Ray Fine. Sorry, you're supporting here. Debatable. Well, you know. But it is, it's cemented now. Isn't that not one of the ones that you were looking at? Oh, it was Ethan Hawke. You were saying, like, you also had it in supporting. Yeah, yeah. All right, our real third nominee. Gabriel LaBelle, The Fablemans. Ooh, nice. Plays a... Like Teenage the, Spielberg? Yeah, the, the Spielberg standard. Or, sorry, Fableman. Yes. Uh, the next nominee. Austin Butler, Elvis, again. <gasps> no. I can only draw Austin Butler, Elvis out of this bucket. What's going to happen next? <laughs> There's a third one. <laughs> Somehow. I'm going to have to redraw again. It's Kay Kwan, everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, we might only have five usable nominations <laughs> in this bucket. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. All right. The next nomination. Robert Pattinson, the Batman. Ooh. Brucey himself. Good performance. Nice emo eye makeup. Yeah, absolutely. And the fifth and final nomination in the category of lead actor is Daniel Kaluuya for Nope. Oh, okay. Nice. A very uh, understated, performance. understated performance, but I thought he was fantastic. All right. We are here with the best lead actress nominations. Ooh. Joining her brother, Kiki Palmer. Nope. Both of them in the nomination. They gotta do the handshake oh, yeah. when they get yeah, on stage yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. 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 they'll be here. Honestly, our... one of the best cinematic moments of 2022, and I'm not even joking. It's that really was good. so good. I really like that. I mean, Nope isn't a movie that I particularly like love, but I love that moment. Yeah, it's a great, great moment. Our second nomination category of Best Actress, Florence Pugh in Don't Worry Darling. Ooh. Not a great movie, but a great performance. Definitely, like, the reputation of the movie immediately erased the possibility for any awards love, but she was phenomenal in that role. Absolutely deserved. The next nominee is Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. She might get a previewee, but will she ever get the Oscar? She's tried so many times. Odds are against her this year. The fourth nominee for Best Actress, Margot Robbie, Babylon. Ooh. Tyler's going to have to go see Babylon now. Good God. Ryan and I are just <laughs> hoping that we draw the correct winner in this last round. And the last nominee, Claire Foy, Woman Talking. Oh, fuck. That's I'm the so snub, sorry. Baby. It is truly the snub. Wow. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but wow. Oh, wait, Ryan, before we present the nominations for best screenplay we have to play our game we're halfway oh, through the noms i've just been so set on this nom i kind of want to see who's gonna get it but we're I done know. with the performance categories and now we have to play take a quick break to play our traditional game for the previewees nominations Ooh, episode a tradition it is it's called where are they now i don't know because you see ryan contrary to popular belief when actors win an oscar they don't stop acting then and there. But that's the peak of their career. And that's what I would think. If I were an actor and I won an Oscar, I'd say that's a, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but fortunately for some and unfortunately for others, actors do continue to choose you know, to further their career after they've already won uh, one of Hollywood's major awards. Um, and so what we like to do for this game is I've created a list of six performances. I've described the performances of an actor that has previously won an Oscar from a movie that came out this past year in 2022. Okay. So I'm going to tell you like a little bit about their role. Okay. So like, and then you're going to try and tell me, Oh, that's Oscar winner. So-and-so in this movie that just came out this last year, but they didn't win their Oscar for that movie. Cause no, the they haven't happened yet. yet. Yeah. But if you can tell me the actor and the movie that they were in this year, that's one point. If you can also tell me the name of the movie for which they won their Oscar and specifically their performing acting Oscar, mm -hmm. Uh, that will give you a bonus point. Ooh, so bonus there's a total possible of 12 points. I love bonus points. All right. Are you ready to play? As ready as I'll ever be. I mean, I didn't study or anything. Well, you did. Watching all those movies. My the, whole life. Your letterboxed account is just full of oh, your research. It's like my notebook. It is, exactly. Your perfect record. I mean, I don't have like everything I've ever watched. I, there, it would be there. impossible for me. I just had to choose. I was just like, I'm starting now. It's just new movies that I watch. I There's no way that I could go back. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I have know. a select few movies that I'll go back and I'll be like, I'll log it that I've seen it before when I like rewatch mm -hmm. it. Most recently, this was Mamma Mia. 
Mm-hmm. Four stars. Oh, interesting. What about where's how many stars for Here We Go Again? I didn't read that one yet. Because it's obviously going to be more. I think it's four and a half. Not five? We'll see how I feel. <laughs> okay, here we go. First clue. This Oscar-winning actor stars in a 2022 comedy as Jack Trainer, a human tracker and quote-unquote action man. Well, you gave me the name of the character and I'm like blanking. Okay, wait. He's a human trainer? He's a human tracker oh. and an action man, and his name is Jack Trainer. Oh, wait. This is uh, The Lost City, right? Yes. It's the Brad actor Pitt. is Brad Pitt in The Lost City. Correct. That's one point. Oh, what if he win? And what film did Brad Pitt win his acting Oscar for? He only has one. Dang. Okay. Um, Brad Pitt. He's been in so many movies. They've been nominated for so many things. He's been is nominated it... a couple times, but he's only won once, and it's fairly recent. Oh, recent? I was... Okay, since you said recent, I'm not going to think... I was originally going to say Troy. Oh. But I, since you said recent, I'm not going to yeah. say Troy. Um, oh, he just won. Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right? Correct! There That's we go. two points off the bat for you. Well done, oh, well done. It seems like it would have been Troy. You know, the sweep of like the gladiator like hype yeah. and things like that. But... Well, I was surprised to see that he... Hadn't won an Oscar until yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was nominated also for Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, I remember And that. then maybe another movie. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, well done. Two points in the bag. Nice. Here we go. Clue number two. This Oscar-winning actor took a turn as a scientist suffering from a rare blood disease. <gasps> Dr. Michael Morbius? That's correct, but that's even the character. Who's the actor? Jared Leto. In? Dallas Buyer Club and Morbius. Correct, correct, <laughs> correct. Two points again. Dallas Buyers Club was when I was first aware of Jared Leto. That was one of my first, like, also, like, remembrances of, like, seeing somebody win an Oscar. It was watching was Jared like, Leto win for I was Dallas like, dang, Club. that man's, like, I really was like, this man is beautiful. But, like, the more I've, like, seen Jared Leto, like, since then, I'm like, this man's disgusting. I know. I don't know. 30 seconds to Mars isn't long enough. Stay on that rocket ship, baby. I know. All right. Clue number three. This Oscar winner... Lends their voice talents as a witty, a witty, charming pickpocket and getaway driver. Oh, okay. This is from the bad guys. Correct. Who's the getaway driver in that? Is it? Uh. Oh gosh. If I give you the animal, will it help? Yeah, definitely. It's the wolf. Oh, a Sam Rockwell. Correct. Say he's the getaway driver. He is. He's like the mastermind. It, it credits him like his role on the cast list is he's their getaway driver and he's also a pickpocket. Okay, okay. Because remember, he leads like the whole car chase in the beginning. That's true. Uh, that's a fun movie. That's a very fun movie. I was like very pleasantly surprised with that. DreamWorks is on the up and up. It's true. All right, and what movie did Sam Rockwell win his Oscar for? Is it Moon? No. No? Okay. I just, I've never seen Moon, but I know the internet loves Moon. It's so I thought recent. Maybe it was Moon. Uh, recent-ish. Well, I guess you guessed and it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, it was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, I like that movie. Martin McDonough back in it. He was nominated back-to-back years for three billboards, and then he's nominated again for, um... Uh, what movie did he do right after that? Jojo? Maybe? Jojo Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit? Was he nominated for that movie? I can't remember. I doubt it. But he has two nominations, but he won for three billboards. Um, okay. Well done, Ryan. Hey, Martin McDonough That's at least snubbed in the point. previewee so far. Nothing That's true. Banshees. That's true. Nothing from Banshees. Maybe you'll get a uh, director or screenplay. You never know. We'll see. Um, okay, so you didn't get the bonus point, but you do have still five points. Out of six. No, out of three, because they're bonus no, points. No, no, so a you total really... of six. Because six is the 100%. Six is total possible. No, but the extras are bonus points, so you're really already winning the game. Because you... Oh, out of six total yeah, 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 questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, you're doing great. I only need one more point to get a perfect score. That's true. That's true. And there's three more questions? Let's see if you can get it. Let's go. All right. This Oscar winner also lends their voice talent as a Gumby-esque claymation police captain. Oh, J.K. Simmons in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Correct! And he won for Whiplash. Correct! Let's go! Seven points. Wow. I haven't yet. I still need to. I thought we watched it that one time when we paused the episode and watched it on TV. I mean, yes, we did. <laughs> we gotta watch it right now. I'm sorry. I forgot. Let's rewatch it right now. Okay, okay. 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 Whoa! <laughs> <that's so> <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> is great. All right. Two more rounds. Here we go. These are just for fun. You already have seven out of six points. I'm having fun. You're right. having fun. Let's have fun. 
All right, this Oscar winner plays a divorced man who Aww. teams up with his hated ex-wife. To do what? I don't know. That's the plot of the movie. Uh, divorced man teams up with his Think about hated. a prestige actor playing a divorcee this year. It's the only one you can think of. Oh, I'm blanking. Divorced person. I, I don't know. I mean... What are they going to team up with their ex-wife to do? It's a comedy movie. Comedy movie. Have I seen it? Do you know? I'm pretty sure you have. Ugh. Ah, I'm blanking. This is George Clooney in Ticket to Paradise. Oh, that movie sucked. <laughs> and I understand why you can't tell me what they're teaming up to do now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> do you know... Oh, I, I can't give it to you, but do you know what he won for? Right? No, um, up in the air? No. Oh, I don't know that. I was surprised. I didn't know that this was his only Oscar uh, performance Oscar win for Syriana. Oh, I've never seen that movie. All right. Last round. Are you ready? Yep, yep. This Oscar winning actress has a turn this year as the sinister headmistress of a school. Okay. Sinister headmistress of a school. Is this live action? Oh, okay. So it's not like Wendell and Wild then. Um, oh, um, the Trunchbull. That's right. It's uh, Emma Thompson. Correct. Matilda, the Matilda musical. musical. Do you know what movie Emma Thompson won her Oscar for? I did not. Uh, I, I don't know. It's Howard's End. I've never heard of that movie. Um, did you know that the United States is the only place that didn't get a theatrical release for Matilda the musical? I did know that. Netflix bought it. But everywhere else gets to see but it. But also I saw on TikTok that Netflix like did some like sponsoring of like kids' classrooms, like field trips for them to all go see the movie in theaters, which I was like, that's kinda so sweet. They have to go but to they England? couldn't let me do it. No, they just had it like they just did like a special showing. Oh. Well how come we all couldn't have had a special showing? That's what I'm saying. I like that. It was good. It was good. And I also liked that game. I thought the game was good. And you did very well. Thank Congratulations. You. It was a fun game. You did well crafting it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, it was very funny trying to read through, like, all the performances from this year. It was funny that, like, you chose Oscar-nominated, like, good actors, and then you chose, like, crappy movies. That's what I was trying to go for. Like, Ticket to Paradise. Just to show, Morbius. like, how... I mean, actually, a lot of those movies were pretty good. Sometimes know? their career... Like, the bad, bad, The bad guys and Matilda and... Okay, with the game out of the way, Ryan, we can finally move way. on. To... I had a great time. Well, I did too, but I'm just saying now we can proceed with our new nominations. Ooh. The category is... Category. No. Best screenplay. Oh, okay. Is that like a RuPaul thing? Yes. You nailed it. Figure oh, it out. has not nailed it. It's also like uh, Beyonce's new album. Category, Bad Bitch, I'm the Star. Oh. Alien Superstar. I'm just getting into Lemonade. You're behind, boy. It's a great album. I'm really liking Lemonade. Renaissance is really good, too. First nominee for Best Screenplay is Barbarian, written by Zap Kreger. Oh, I thought it was Kriegler. No. There's no L in there? No. I've always thought that. No. I guess I'm wrong. All right. Second category. No. Second nomination. Second nomination in the same category, <laughs> which is like the fifth category. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery by Ryan Johnson. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Oh, yeah. Did we clap for the lead after? I don't know. I don't. We're going to golf clap now. for all of them. There it's, we a, go. it's a cumulative clap. All right. Here we go. Our third nominee for best screenplay, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, written by Dean Fleischer Camp, Jenny Slate, and Nick Paley. Oh, nice. Animated or not. Controversial category. Well, possibly. it's being considered as animated. I don't think it should count as animated. I don't think it should, but... Yeah, I don't know. Our next nominee, Everything Everywhere All at Once by Daniels. Daniel Kwan and who's the other one? Do you know? Shiner. Shiner. I just wrote Daniels. <coughs> Me too. Oh. It's not. I mean, it's not in there more than once. That one was definitely mine. I recognize my handwriting. And our final nominee for Best Screenplay, The Fablemans, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Golf club. Yay! Congratulations to all the nominees. All right, our next category is best director. Wow, we're getting to the big ones here. 
Here we go. I mean, they're all big. These are great awards. We should really, like, do an award, like, a category that, like, we have no authority on. Like, like best production design. design. Yeah. Ooh. Best. I mean, I have some opinions about that. Best sound editing. Nope, was pretty good. I have no I, idea. Yeah, I like well, the, sound editing the thing with the like, sound, well, it's combined now, right? It's just best sound. Yeah. Like they combined editing and mixing. Because I was like, I don't know how to distinguish the two. You know what I learned recently is that, like, the a while ago, they separated the best score categories by genre, like the Golden Globes do. So, like, oh, it was like, best comedy score or best action score. Oh, interesting. Like, oh, weird. So, like, you got, like, weird nominations. But that's kind of cool. All right, but we're here for the previewees, best director. And we know what it takes to be a good director. We're yeah. experts, so this is our most, uh, you know, expert category. some short films. Yeah, that's right. Like that one where the kids play Careless Whisper. That's right, that's right. That's a good one. <laughs> and when they look into the ocean. That's classic. They don't have titles. Just... No, untitled, untitled short film number one. Yes, I don't know, we've done at least three of them. All right, but here is... The first nomination for best act or best director for the previewees, twenty twenty three or two. What? Well, this is twenty twenty two. Okay, uh, it's the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneinberg. Did you say? Shiner, Shiner, I think is his name. The Daniels. <clears throat> Our second nominee for best director, James Cameron for Avatar: The Way of Water. Ooh, splish splash! I was taken aback. So far, I think we've put all the same nominees. We'll oh. see if there's a difference Well, I know I pulled my handwriting. I, these are both yours, but I also put both of these nominees so far. Ooh, this one's mine too. I don't think you've put this one because I don't think you've seen this one. Uh, the third nominee, S.S. Rajamuli for RRR. Oh, a foreign film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't worry, it's on Netflix. Yeah, easy to watch for sure. Good luck with that a lot. going to leave Cedars too. It's bombing. Our fourth nominee for Best Director, Sarah Pauly for Women Talking. Ooh, we did it. We can't be the Natalie Portman of the 2018 Golden Globes because nothing to say to us. We're not canceled. And the last we have nominee. representation. Jordan Peele. Nope. Ooh, golf club, golf club, golf club. Very good. Very, a nice selection of like choices you picked and choices I picked. Yeah, the big snub here. Well, we'll get there later. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving right along to our penultimate category, Best Picture. Ooh, a big, big one. These are the nominees. First, Marcel Shell with Shoes On. Ooh, nice. Second, Marcel Shell with Shoes no, On. No, can't be nominated twice, but I'm glad we both loved it. <laughs> Second again. Nope. The third nominee for Best Picture, The Batman. The fourth nominee, Women Talking. And the fifth and final nominee for Best Picture, Who's It Gonna Be? Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. (laughs) I was about the amount of snubs we've already had for that movie. Um, yeah, great list. Honestly, this is almost my top five on Letterboxd for the year. Like, this is very close to my original list. That's good. This last category is definitely the most important and the most impactful when it comes to our podcast. This category is best trailer. Some might say best preview. Because it's the previewees, but we call it best, best trailer. trailer. <laughs> because we don't have continuity. <laughs> I mean, we are preview review a movie trailer podcast, so we call it both things. But it's the preview. We go both ways. I don't know. Um, I think it's important to note that this is this award for best trailer is a comprehensive award for the film's entire body of trailer promotional Marketing. material, not like posters and stuff, but like no. theatrical trailers. And also, it's. Best trailer, not best movie. So if the movie sucked, they could still have a good trailer. Yeah, some bad movies have good trailers, some good movies have bad trailers. Exactly. And also, for like the qualification, this is not like a trailer that came out in 2022. It's any trailer for a movie that came out in 2022. So like, That's true. If a trailer dropped in 2022 for a movie that doesn't come out until this year, it's not eligible until the next year's preview release. Or same thing for like 
But a trailer could be eligible if the trailer came out in 21, as long as the movie came out in 22. Yes. But if the trailer comes out in 20, like this last year, for a movie that's coming out next year, it doesn't count. No. Like, I've seen the Shazam 2 trailer. It's not eligible. doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, the first nominee. Don't Worry Darling. Good trailer. Second nominee in the category of best trailer, The Batman. That was an example of one that came out the year prior. Yeah, a best picture and a best trailer nomination, wow. The Batman. Double, double, toil and joel. <laughs> Pattinson burn, Robert Bubble. Yes. <laughs> this next, not Hocus Pocus 2, but it should be now. <laughs> it's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. The fourth nominee for best trailer. Bullet Train. Oh, that's fun. Last nominee. The Northman. Robert Eggers. <laughs> the only nomination that film is receiving. Congratulations to all Yay. the nominees. Wow. All right, let's get straight into it. Snub Talk. How did Ambulance not get best trailer? What's oh my going gosh, on? that was a great trailer. What's going on? I don't really know if I feel a lot of snubbery in this category. Best trailer? Um, yes. I mean, I won't share who I think is the frontrunner because that course, will give away that my voting. Spoiler. Um, oh, I guess, you know what, I will say um, I submitted into the bucket and was not drawn Avatar The Way of Water. I thought it was a fantastic trailer. That was a nice trailer. Because it like totally... Shift. I was like, I believe I have so much more faith in this movie after seeing the trailer. Like, it just the impact that it had on my perception of the film. So that's the only one maybe I would wish that is in this category. But I do think overall this is a solid, solid list for best trailer. So to also guide our snub talk, but just to recap the nominees as well, we'll go back through each category and uh, repeat the nominees that were actually successfully pulled out of the bucket. And then Ryan, maybe you can share. If there's one nominee that you're really glad made it in, or one that you are like, oh, I can't believe we didn't pull this one out of the bucket. Yeah, totally. So first up is our nominees for uh, Best Supporting Actress. Jesse Buckley for Women Talking, Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever, Lashana Lynch for The Woman King, Rachel Sennett from Bodies, 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 and finally Stephanie Hsu for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh. Um, Question, did Claire Foy get nominated at all? Was she in lead actor? Did you put her in there? I put her in lead actor, and... Did she get the nom? She did get the nomination. Oh, well, then everybody I put in for supporting actress got a nomination. Oh, wow. So nice. I have no... Uh, you have no, no qualms. qualms. <laughs> there you go. Um, I guess then the only ones that I really missed in this was... I did submit um, Nicole Kidman for The Northman. Mm. Um, I thought she had a great role uh, in that film. Great performance in that role. And so... Uh, but all my other picks were drawn, so hey, how about that? we had so much overlap that yeah. we only each you only got one not drawn in this category, but she came out somewhere else, and yeah. I am only missing Nicole Kidman, and that's okay because she, I see her every time. I, I see her every time we go. She's <laughs> our guiding light and our icon. Okay, next up category for best supporting actor we have Ray Fiennes for the Menu, Paul Dano for the Batman, Kei Hui Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ethan Hawke from The Black Phone, and finally Mark Rylance in Bones and All. I think this is a great list. The yeah. only one I haven't seen out of these is um, Bones and All, so I haven't seen oh, Mark Rylance's really performance. Like I'm excited to see the movie, um, but I'm really, of the four nominees that I've seen, I submitted all of them, and I'm very <laughs> happy that they got drawn. What was your one? I had to double check because I had to make sure it was Paul Dano's nomination for The Batman and not for. Uh, the Fablemans. Well, but I you put him in for Batman, I, too, I, right? I put him in for Batman, too. So, yeah. no Fablemans love for Paul there. <laughs> the only one that I didn't get drawn, and this was my, like, last ranked of my submissions, for sure, but I thought Justin Long was so great in Barbarian, <laughs> and I put him in there because I was like, his performance, like, s totally changes how that movie plays, mm -hmm. and it's just so good. It's he had so much, choice. especially his scene with the tape measure, if you've seen, if you know, you know. I like it when he throws the laptop with no. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I had two people that weren't nominated in this. Uh, one was Brad Pitt in Babylon, who I mentioned in Ryan's review. Well, you mentioned in yeah earlier that you're like the, both their performances are so good, and I was like, fuck, they're both in the bucket. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch Babylon if we draw it, and now I do because of fucking Margot. But and then the other one, uh, it's a little outside mm -hmm. of the box choice. 
Albrecht Shu, I think is how you say his name, uh, from All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh. Very good film from Germany this year. I haven't seen that one yet either. It's on Netflix. Well, I'll have to check it out. I watched it on an airplane. All right, let's move on. The nominees that we had for uh, Best Actor included Nicolas Cage for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Austin Butler for Elvis, Gabriel LaBelle for The Fablemans, Robert Pattinson for The Batman, and finally Daniel Kaluuya for Nope. Of course, the one here getting so much attention in the real world is Austin Butler for Elvis. He had a fantastic and performance. Brendan Fraser for The Whale, but we didn't we see didn't the whale. We didn't see that one, so... <laughs> but, uh, oh, and uh, what's his name? And Banshees. Oh, Colin Farrell's also getting some yeah uh-huh. some love out there. I, Did you submit him? No, I saw Banshees and I thought it was fine. I'm not a huge fan or believer of the hype. Hmm. Maybe that's a hot take. I'm a big fan of Martin McDonough, so maybe if I would have seen it before this episode, I would have put it in, but <laughs> I didn't get around to it. I'm sorry. Sorry, Martin. Um, but which ones, what did you submit that well, you may be surprised didn't the, get pulled? The only thing that I submitted that didn't get pulled... Was well, also the only thing I submitted that was, didn't uh, get pulled. Was Daniel Craig in Glass Onion. Yep. Both, uh, of the, both of the slips that were left in the bucket after we drew were each Ryan and I's submission for Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, I nominated different people in different categories, but they still got the award, like, K. Kwan and... Refines were nominated and supporting. So they were uh, represented in other places. Yeah. Nice. Okay, our uh, nominations for lead actress. Kiki Palmer in Nope. Florence Pugh in Don't Worry Darling. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. Margot Robbie in Babylon. And finally, Claire Foy in Women Talking. Mm. Great list of performances here. The only one I haven't seen is Babylon, um, so I'll have to get around to that. I mean, it um, feels like that role was written to be an award-winning role. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I loved her energy in the trailer. I'm excited mm-hmm. for her performance, for sure. Um, the only one of these that I didn't actually personally submit as well myself was Florence Pugh, but I agree that she did a great job in that movie, so I don't yeah, really have any like, qualms with her getting you know, drawn. We still gotta appreciate good performances, even if they're in bad movies. Um, I think a big one that we didn't get... St- and probably isn't going to get we a lot of awards about... attention is Mia Goth in Pearl. I submitted Mia Goth. I did too. And the real one that we have to mention is Michelle Yeoh for I Everything Everywhere All at Once. Is, I didn't nominate her. You didn't? No. Oh my gosh, I'm shocked. <laughs> I gave it to Letitia Wright in I'm Black Panther. I'm literally jaw-dropped shocked. She I is can't definitely believe... my number six. I can't believe... She is like my number one... Like, she would have been my number one forever. Um, She's really good. Wow. And... But I think that the crux of that movie falls on Stephanie Sue's shoulders more than Yeah, that's that makes sense, but her performance is so nuanced and vast. I mean, oh my gosh. It is. Uh Wow. I don't know. I just it's a really good it, it was a really good year for women in film this year. Yeah. I'll say that much. <laughs> so I really like all of our nominations. Like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Nope, I do agree that all the nominations it got, it deserved. Yeah, I think Kiki Palmer is like one of the biggest bright spots of that movie. Definitely. Like, she just carries like, so much of it. If I was going to nominate anything from Nope, which I didn't, uh, it would have been Kiki Palmer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She would have been my so number great. seven. <laughs> All right, let's talk best screenplay. The nominees that we drew included The Fablemans, Barbarian, Glass Onion, Marcel Deschel with Shoes On, and lastly, Everything everywhere all at once i the only movie that i have as uh, a snub is women talking and i'm in the same boat so wait how did we how did that happen does that even make sense you should at least have another snub right oh i'm sorry i didn't submit the fablemans oh okay so we tra- we traded out one right I, I put barbarian in you put fablemans in. and they both got in and women talking didn't did not anything. yes okay that makes sense now I was a little confused for a second, but I really like the Fablemans. I I like the Fablemans. I do think like I don't know, it depends. Like screenplay, yes, is about the dialogue, and I think the dialogue is very strong mm-hmm. in the Fablemans. But I think screenplay is also about like the whole arc of the story, mm-hmm. and like I saw the Barbarians Fablemans. is so I don't know, not Barbarians. Sorry, Barbarian is so such a unique story that I'm like, I think it gets a lot of credit. Yeah, well, honestly, Barbarian was gonna be my nomination until we saw woman talking the other oh wow Woman talking bumped out barbarian for me 
Interesting. Yeah, I thought Women Talking was a very, very strong screenplay, and it would have been ranked very high for me um, if it made nominations, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Sorry, Sarah. Okay. She got the director nom. Exactly. Leading us into best uh, nominations for best director. Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. James Cameron for Avatar The Way of Water. S.S. Rajamuli for Mm -hmm. RRR. Sarah Pauly for Women Talking. And lastly, Jordan Peele, Nope. There were two that I submitted that didn't make it. Uh, and I think the big one, the one who won the Golden Globe. Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. The Fablemans. I cannot believe that we didn't pull his name. I put him in. I did too. You put him in. So. Somehow. Mm-hmm. He got snubbed. He got snubbed. But I am glad that my nomination for Jordan Peele made it in. You mentioned you weren't going to nominate anything for Nope. And I well, understand. I that in this talk. I just now. Before. Not beforehand. Yeah. No, yeah. You just mentioned <laughs> that. And I, you know, I understand you weren't the biggest fan of that movie. But I do think two of the strongest elements of that movie for me were Kiki Palmer's performance as well as uh, Jordan Peele's direction. And so oh, I'm really I'm glad that they, they got drawn. Especially after seeing, like, of course, I love the movie. So I'm watching so many of the interviews and, like, uh, you know, featurettes that they have released about it. And just seeing him work behind the camera on the movie. Thinking of all the technology and, like new new like uh ways to film that they pretty much invented for for this film specifically i just think he gets a lot of credit for uh how how well that movie really came together yeah no and i think that's a great nomination i'm shocked that i didn't think of it i think my this like for the movie kind of clouded my judgment in some of these nominations um but i'm excited for you to watch rrr and i think you're gonna have a lot of fun with it uh i it does a lot of different styles of film and i think the director is able to show that they understand the different genres and the different like language of film that is like inherent with each of those styles. So I think yeah, that's what I've heard. Cause there's like comedy elements, musical elements, action elements. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's cool. Cause it, rather than the director having to show like over a body of work, like I can do different genres. He's like, I'll just do it all in one movie. Exactly. That's it's cool. very fun. Um, yeah. Uh, the only movie or the only director, other director that I nominated besides Spielberg that didn't make it was a, uh, I put Matt Reeves in for the Batman. Oh, yeah. He had, yeah, great direction in that film for sure. Yeah. All right. The big categories. Best picture included. That can't be right. There we go. I was like, don't worry, darling, did not get a best picture nomination. (laughs) Best trailer. (laughs) Nominations for best picture. Marcel Deschamps with shoes on. Nope. The Batman. Women talking. And finally, everything, everywhere, all at once. Sorry, Ryan. Nope was one of my favorite movies of the year. I had to get it in there. Hey, so I knew it was coming. I'm okay. I like this list. I think it's a great like span of films, and I think great uh, representation here. I love having the Batman, like something like the Batman, as well as something like Marcel the Shovel Shoes on. Like I love that and dynamic. These aren't movies that gonna get nominated <clears throat> for Best Picture at the Oscars. Oh, absolutely not. Maybe Everything Everywhere. Everything um, Everywhere. Maybe Women Talking, but it hasn't well, they been have 10 doing slots, well. So it, it's possible. We'll see, but. The biggest snub here, I think, in my opinion, is I nominated, of course, Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, my biggest snub? I nominated The Fablements. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. I had Avatar... On my year-end list, I had Avatar and Women Talking slightly above Fablements. And so mm. didn't Fablements didn't make it for me. And uh, those two did. So that, those were not my nominations, along with Everything, Nope, and uh, Marcel. I also nominated uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay, I could I could definitely see that earning a best picture nomination for us. I wouldn't I wasn't surprised that you put that in there, um, or I'm not surprised that you put that in there. But I'm curious to see if it will get the nomination for the actual Oscar. Yeah, because Black Panther did. It did, and I think honestly, this movie is so much more significant and like does more than that first Black Panther movie did, um, dramatically at least, maybe not like culturally. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if it can make it. I don't know. Ten uh, slots, anything can happen. I don't but... know if it'll happen, but the thing that I think is more likely to happen is Angela Bassett getting a nomination. Oh, absolutely. But it would be very significant because it's the first time anyone's been nominated for an acting performance in a Marvel movie at the Oscars. That's true. So, if anyone can do it, I think that performance Oh, could. for sure. Yeah, it, I think it, like, her role, her as an actress, like, it's the perfect setup for them to finally do something like that, but who knows? We'll see how it shakes out. I honestly do think the biggest snub of the night, no best trailer award for Ambulance. I love that trailer. Really? The more I don't know. I don't know. You watch it once, and that's kind of dumb. But like every, I was trying to avoid the trailers. I was like thinking it's a good trailer. By the time I watched it over and over and over again, because I think like 
By the time I saw the Morbius trailer a dozen times, I was like, I vibe with this, people are strange. No, no, no. But then I was like, ultimately I look at it and it's not a good trailer. No, but like, I feel like every time I watched the ambulance trailer, the more excited I got for that movie, I was like, I guess that makes oh, sense. I'm actually yeah. into this. And then I saw it, like, I probably wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't seen the trailer. I'd be like, Michael Bay action movie, like, in 2022, yeah. I don't care. I, really I think yeah because the ambulance does show you like first there's some cool stuff with like the song the and everything and the drone shots but i think also like one of the reasons that ambulance uh the trailer is good is like it gives you just a taste that like oh this movie might be like a little bit letter better than I, it's like letting on just from like the mere premise because you get a glimpse of the performances from jake gyllenhaal and yaya abdul mateen and you're like oh they're like actually acting in this movie they're not just mm-hmm. like being action stars and so then you watch the movie and you're like, fuck yeah, they're actually performing and it's also like a dope-ass action movie. Honestly, now that we're talking about it more, I'm like, why didn't I nominate Jake Gyllenhaal? That's an unhinged performance. It's so life. good. It's such a good performance. I He was probably like, maybe he's in my top 10 of the year. Like I was looking at my list and I was like, uh, it's not top five, but it's a good performance. It's great. But yeah. Um, but I'm really happy with our our nominees. I think we did a good job this year. It's interesting we had a lot of similar thought, but different categories. So yeah, like a lot definitely. Of things I wanted to. Happen I feel like that's happened. only happened like a few times because, for the most part, like we've just gone based on like where they're getting nominated in the well, major awards and stuff. Some of those roles. But yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. I do think that like definitely like you were calling it to question my like where he finds placement and supporting and versus you for lead but i think your argument that like kehi kwan is pretty much the lead actor and everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense and yeah. it's interesting the studio pushing him towards supporting well, see, and he's doing very well in that Brandon category and austin butler and they get scared I think. yeah i think that makes sense too and i guess like he is the central mayoral but the movie really is about the exchange of the mother and the daughter and then Wayman kind of exists as a supporting voice that speaks into both of their lives. So I do kind of see it in like the framing of the film, but also the framing of the film makes it very clear that Stephanie, she was a supporting actress and yet Jamie Lee Curtis is the one getting a lot of consideration. And I'm like, she's just a character in that movie. She's not a supporting actress, but I love Jamie Lee, but we're giving Jamie Lee Curtis supporting actress. Why aren't we giving James Hong supporting actor? Yeah, totally. Because they're giving it to Kihi Kwan, who should be the lead actor. Absolutely. But that makes sense. Uh, that's just my thoughts. Well, I think support, like, all the categories for supporting has always been, like, some people have won it for, like, less than 10 minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. like, just being a really memorable, but, like, small character. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the uncle in The Fablemans. Like, I could oh. see that being, like, a supporting actor Tuckers. nomination, you know, because it's, like, really iconic, great performance, but it's only in this much of the movie. Then, like, put that against, that. like, people that get a supporting actor nomination because they're, like, doing, a, like, Kei Kwan's, like, in a bulk of the movie doing a, a lot of the dialogue. Plays, like, Some of the most memorable scenes. And so it's just very interesting how, like, it just depends year to year what the studio, like, favors. Mm. So, yeah. very interesting. Okay, last but not least, the category and the nominations for Best Trailer. Oh, I thought we were to talk about this when we first, uh, when we first gave them out. Or do you have more thoughts? Oh, I guess... No, that's fair. I mean... Because I was just talking about Ambulance. Yeah, that makes sense. Ambulance, I'm a little bit... Oh, I had already mentioned, yeah, Avatar The Way of Water. I would have wanted that trailer in that category. But, you know what? I love the list that we have. I think it's a good list. I wouldn't year. trade it for the world. I'm very happy with it. And I think as a good mix of your nominations and mine, I feel like sometimes it's more me-heavy, sometimes it's more you-heavy. I this agree. I think it's a good mix. It's a very good mix, and I'm excited to vote on it and kind of see where we land. Because I know for... like. Even if I were to put them all at number one, I know my nope nominations aren't winning with you, and that's okay. You and can I still just put it at number one. I will still put it at number one if I think it deserves that, and then oh. we'll see, you know, where where it falls out. Because I think and it's fun to see how, like, what your most middle thing is and what my most middle yeah. things is. If our like favorites and least favorites are swapped, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, and like, if like you know, I still really appreciate the directing and the acting and nope, so it might get yeah. Than and you it's think. not like you're gonna put it last, yeah, necessarily. Yeah. That's true. I mean. Maybe in Best Picture, it might not do so well. Yeah. Um, but the other thoughts. Who knows? <laughs> well, this has been a blast, Tyler. I loved picking our nominees with you, and I can't wait to uh, do the award show. In yes, a great nominees, and I'm so excited to vote. Um, we got to watch the three movies you haven't seen first. Oh, I'm definitely going to. I'm going to start with RRR. Tonight. Well, i got to watch Babylon before it leaves theaters. That might have to be my first one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to like have to hunt it down on like video on demand and pay like twenty five bucks for it. So I don't think it's going to get to streaming that fast. You're probably already going to have to rent Bones and all. Yeah, that makes sense too. Because that probably out of theaters already. Well, bring us to the end of our nomination episode. Thank you all for listening, Ryan. Thanks for being such a great co-host and co-voter, co-nominator and voter. Exactly. All Um, of the above. Yeah, we pretty much do everything around here. We're a very self-sustaining awards show. Exactly. Uh, we don't we even do... need a host for the show. It's just going to be us. We're going to fill in. We need a, an accountant, though. Okay, I'll get right on that. Let me go post the job on LinkedIn really quick. Nah, Craigslist. That's probably that's, more like that's it. That's where we find our accountants. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, wait, before you go. Just um, kidding. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah, and, at Preview Review. And then follow me and Tyler on Letterboxd. I oh, don't yeah. know if it's happening because I've been shouting it out more, but I have been getting random follows on Letterboxd, and I don't know if they're just bots or if they're you guys, so thank you. <laughs> oh, also, Ryan finally started writing reviews on Letterboxd, so I can like and comment now. Yeah, there's one-sentence reviews. Oh, Thanks I for boosting my engagement. When I was in New York. I ran into a some fan? fans. Yes. There's no way. Yes, I, there was. So I was in, uh, like, I don't even know. I was in some restaurant or something like that. And this woman was just staring at me. And then she gets closer and pulls out her phone. Like, she's going to take a picture. And I don't even notice her. And my mom looks over and she's like, look, right. And then I was like, huh? And then I turn and look at her more. And then she puts her phone away like she took the picture. And I was like, she was probably too nervous to come say hi. Or maybe she mistook me for a different person. But still, I know you're out there. So thanks for listening. Uh, we love you all. And some, she posted that somewhere on Twitter and was like, look, it's Ryan from Preview Review. Yeah, and it got major engagement. Next time, just come up and say hi. It's, it's okay. okay. We don't bite. We yeah. don't bite. I, I'll sign anything. <laughs> well, Anything? Maybe not in the contract, but I'll sign some memorabilia. You got some Preview Review fan art? Well, I have not seen it, but anyway, I'll sign it. <laughs> all right. Good night. Thanks for listening. Bye.